I will hunt them down like Neil, Liam Nielsen in Taken. <laughs> yeah, they'll hang up on you at the end of it. <laughs> like, I'll find you, and I'll kill you. <laughs> Good luck. Another episode of the Babong Podcast. I'm Ray, aka Ray Squared, and with me today is Benny, aka Itchy Frosty Ball. Yo. Um, next we have Josh, aka Mood Guru eighty three. What's going on? Then, last but not least, we have Hero G 7 and his real name is Desmond. What up, true believers? Wow, this still sounds like a Sham Wild commercial. <laughs> Continue. Okay. Continue. We're gonna bring some new changes to um to Babam podcast to spice things up for y'all and have more listeners. Like we're gonna have a movie section with Josh, the movie guru, and we're gonna have a comic book section with Desmond. Oh my God! I have to get geeked out, people. <laughs> Be crazy, people. Okay, first we're going to start out with what are we playing? Benny, kick it off. <laughs> I hate, I'm playing uh, a demo. I'm waiting for my review copy. I'm playing the demo of Pac-Man Championship Edition DX for XBLA and PSN. So far... The demo alone, like that's worth ten bucks alone. Damon's review, ten out of ten. Bromley, the man, the myth, the legend. He says himself, if I remember correctly, hopefully I do. That's that's the best game that he's played in this past decade. Or no, maybe it's the best, the only game in the past decade that actually has him going. You know, one more level, one more time, one more stage. So that's pretty much that. All I've really been playing that, and I still still been playing a little bit of uh, Super Meat Boy. Other than that, I've been kind of slow lately. Slow in the head or slow at playing games? Slow in, in uh, between the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> we already knew that. That's what she said. <laughs> Josh, how did you know? <laughs> I don't know that. Josh, how did you know that? Uh, uh, we'll just keep our personal life personal. Yeah, we were buddies on eHarmony.com. <laughs> okay. Yes. But speaking of um, in the sheets, I um I followed Scott Brownley on Twitter and he retweeted this guy's um you know when he um tweeted him he said that um Pac-Man Championship Edition gave his girlfriend more orgasm orgasms than he did. It was quite embarrassing. I wouldn't post that on Twitter. No fear with Brownley. <laughs> Where did the soundboard come from? Hiroji. <laughs> okay. Okay, um, Desmond, what about you? I have fell in love with my own creative version of Commander Shepard, Mass Effect 1. 
I can't. I don't see why everybody's saying it's so hard. I just, I'm breezing through it real easily right now. Have you played Part Two? Not yet, but I did buy it already, and I bought one and two for twenty bucks. Very nice. Total? That's a good price. Yeah. Very much so. So GameStop did something right for a change. Yeah, well, they're probably still asking you to bend over when you trade in. They'll ask the problem. Oh, hell no. Amazon.com. Oh, really? I can jack up, yeah, I can jack up the price, and people will still pay for it. Suckers. All right, so you there might you be then bend over, I think. <laughs> Josh, right back. All right, wait. I've been playing more of Call of Duty Black Ops. Still only play the multiplayer. Still addicted to the gun game. And I did play a little bit of Borderlands with uh, Silver. Uh, Silver Lunar Fox 3 the other night. Uh, that's pretty much all this week for me. Not a whole lot going on. Shit. Well, me, myself, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Raping bitches online, tracking them down, hunting them. It's so addicting. Whoa, back up, back up, back up. Did you say raping bitches online? Yes, raping bitches online. I thought that wow. was my job. <laughs> well, <laughs> the thing is, with... with, with, with uh, you rape bitches or death. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> yeah, this isn't oh, like okay. online predators. You're just like, you, you're in the darkness during the day. I don't know how that's possible. During the night. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a twenty four hour thing though for you, Josh. We look up to you. Thank you. And definitely behind us. <laughs> no, no, live in front of me, please. Live in front of me. Don't I don't want you behind me. <laughs> but anyways, um, the multiplayer is addicting. Give it a chance. It's really fun. It's crazy. Um, it brings something new to the table. It, it makes you hella paranoid, both in the game and in real life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah, that game. Give the multiplayer a chance. Uh, trade in Call of Duty for it. So people are gonna hate me for that, but I don't. Call of Duty pissed me off. I told y'all I don't like. I don't really like Call of Duty. What can you say? Okay, let's get on to the news. Yeah. yeah. Okay, the first news we have is Marvel vs. Capcom 3 coming out February 15th. And two new characters announced for DLC is Jill Valentine and Shuma. Is anyone excited for that game? I'm excited. Yeah. I'm afraid to I'm already, pre already, already pre-ordered mine. Yeah, I, I uh, got the XBLA version. I think that's part two, I believe. Yeah, you probably got uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Yeah, I suck so much ass. At that game, I don't. I feel like I could like get through. Well, I mean, Tekken, you could just you know hit square the entire time. You'll get through the entire game. But I mean, Mortal Kombat, you know, pretty much any fighting game, I can get through pretty easily with any guy. But in that game, I was only 
able to beat it once and just barely. And I had Wolverine, uh, Cable, I think, whatever the laser dude guy from X Men, whatever his name is. Cyclops. Uh, no, no, I mean like the gun laser. He had, like one of his eyes are red. Yeah, Cable. 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 Okay. okay. Um, him and I think Spider Man. But uh, only one time. That game kicks my ass big time. Well, Capcom, all Capcom games are pretty much hard to beat. Not if you want to code Dead Rising, though. Or Resident Evil 5. Or Resident Evil 4. Or Resident Evil 3. Yeah. Or Resident Evil or Dead Aim. Or, or Resident Evil 2. 2. <laughs> or Resident back Evil 0 with the strategy guide. Or back on Marvel vs. Capcom 3. <laughs> <laughs> but those two characters that you just said, um, they won't be available until four weeks after the DLC. So people who got the pre-order can get the two characters now um, as, as soon as launch. But other people will have to wait four weeks after. I have to add one more thing. All Resident Evil Code Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. You see, that's why I don't play Resident Evil games. Horrible. <laughs> Moving on, Ray. Moving on to the next one. Um, Gears of War title um, is rumored to be with the Kinect. Guys? I mean, I, I, know, I know a bit about this. Uh, IGN got a, they have a source that sits them off that said that the next Gears of War title, or excuse me, a Gears of War title that's going to be announced at the BGA uh, this December is, um, it's going to have uh, support with Connect. It's not official if it's whether or not it's, they're going to have it retroactive or retrofitted to Gears 1 or Gears 2. My guess is going to be Gears 3 and some, I don't know what, how. I don't know if you're going to use Connect and you're going to be just talking as Marcus is dong. Dawn. Dawn. <laughs> like the entire game. I don't know if you're going <laughs> to wave your hands up in the air. Shit. Go back. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're going to be like, actually, you're going to be taking cover, you're going to be taking cover behind your teeth and fucking smash right into it. <clears throat> like, I don't know what you're going to fucking do. Don't make sure you sound like your mother, your mother, your mother, your yeah, your your mother in one room over is gonna think you're gonna have sex, angry sex with a freaking hooker. Just, <coughs> <coughs> dawn. I don't know what I don't know. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know how Connect is gonna be supported. I don't know if you're gonna be waving your hands around. I don't know if you're gonna go in chainsaw mode. But in the end, we'll find out hopefully at this year's VGAs. What do you guys think? Do you guys think it's gonna be holding um, guns up in the air and? Loading invisibly, or you think it's gonna be angry sex with a hooker? Um, holding guns invisibly in the air. Yeah, that's what I would say so too. Yeah. Um, I kind of care less because I've already made it clear how I feel about Connect and motion controls in general. All right, you're dead to me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you a lot of people. Ever since yes. the Ethan episode you went through. Back in 1995. <laughs> All right. Yes, when I was 12. <laughs> God, Josh, when you were 12 years old. <laughs> Got to start young. 
I was six at the time. God damn, Josh. Okay, moving on. Bioware te- teases a new game. What do y'all guys think about that? I don't even actually think it's uh, Mass Effect 3. No. The way how the picture looked, it, it must be um, a military game. Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, Mass Effect is military. Uh, no. Well, I mean, it, it is. It, it, with the way how it looked, though, it, it looks like it's done in modern times, though. If you look at the picture, it looks like an M4 gun, and he's in a and, and he's in OD green camouflage um, attire. So I think Bioware is doing another shooter RPG, except for done in modern times, as opposed to a space epic um, or what they're doing with Dragon Age. I think that's what Bioware is doing. Do you think it's now? Do you think this is like? There's many rumors going on. That this is going to be a spin-off and it's going to be multiplayer focused, kind of like a mag. You think that's actually what it's going to be? Because if that's the case, that's compl- that's totally different for Bioware. I know that they're like one of the biggest developers, if not the biggest developer in Canada. But well, single okay. player, the single player and story has definitely been that's that's what who they are, and well, like, to suddenly go into multiplayer. Right now, they do working on Star Wars: The Old Republic um, MMO RPG right now. Right, but even that, even that is story-heavy. I mean, I think I heard that the dialogue and, you know, any text that's in that game, like as far as audio goes, is equal to 80 novels or something like that. I bet even even that. I bet even if it's only online, they're still going to have a deep story into it. Well, I'm talking about like like a, not like an MMO, I'm talking about like a Call of Duty online. That's what, if I if I remember correctly, that's what the rumors are saying. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna pull. I, we we actually got a question about this one from Setamex that we've already started answering. He just asked us, "What do we think the new game's gonna be?" And when I first saw it, I was thinking it better be Mass Effect Three because that's the only game that. I'm really excited for at this point, and like I said, uh, like I told some other people before when it came out was, ever since I played Mass Effect 2, pretty much my enthusiasm for any game except for Mass Effect 3 has been pretty low, so if it's not Mass Effect 3, I'll be pretty disappointed. Somebody said it could be like based off of the the origin war there um, from Mass Effect, which that would be kind of cool. I'd still rather see Mass Effect 3. I think, I don't know, whenever I first saw that pick, I was the kind first of... first contact war. Sorry. Right. I I was, whenever I first saw that pick, nothing really about it. I mean, it does have somewhat of a future, futuristic um, look to it. I don't know if it's necessarily space opera, but I mean, nothing about it really screams Mass Effect. And if it, yeah. is, if it is indeed Mass Effect related in some way, I doubt it's going to be Mass Effect 3. I sincerely doubt that. They might even have, like I was saying a little bit ago, it might be some like multiplayer-focused game, like a competitive competitive adversarial. Yeah. But they just slap Mass Effect on it, and it has you know the bells and whistles of Mass Effect, but it's not canon. Well, it's not Mass Effect 3, in other words. Yeah. Whatever it is, we already know Bioware is going to put out something very good because I have not played one game that I, I can say... Bioware sucks at this point. Well, okay, Empire. The only thing I was disappointed with. I haven't. I haven't played. I haven't played. 
played Jade Empire, so I'm not going to say Jade Empire. Well, I honestly, that game doesn't suck, but it's good. It's just, Jade like, Empire is pretty enough. good. Um, the only game that I was a little bit disappointed with was Dragon Age Origins with the graphics. I was like, oh, <laughs> so ugly. Ah! It's just graphics. It's just the Gra- graphics. graphics. Yeah. A lot of that- the game for me. It's part of the game. So it doesn't make the game be- any better, but it helps. Uh, but I, Dragon, Dragon, the thing about Dragon Age, that game is probably one of the nerdiest games to come out on, like the most popular, like one of the popular nerdiest games that has come out in a long time. Because that game is like every nerd's wet dream come true. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> that game's awesome, though. That's a really awesome game. It's not polished by any means. In <coughs> it's not very polished at all in comparison to Mass Effect 2, especially in graphics and oh, yeah. great animations. I ran, I ran into I went into a game break and glitch once, and I had to restart from scratch, all because of it, and I was Ooh. like, I redo the game. Yeah, that's lame. Oh. That, ne- that haven't happened to me. No, it didn't yeah, happen to me. to some people. But anyway, well, like moving on. We got um, new Vegas DLC, Dead Money, set to release December 21st. Um, Josh, let's go to you, a resident Fallout New Vegas expert. Yeah, uh... I was since I was so disappointed in New Vegas. Um, um, not entirely enthusiastic about it, but when I heard about it, I was kind of feeling the itch to pick it up again, even though it's only been a few weeks. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I guess it's supposed to take place um, with you and some other wastelanders trying to go after the. Uh, Sierra Madre Casino's treasure, and that's about all the details that we have on it. It sounds kind of interesting, but I don't really know what to expect of going out there with other Wastelanders, so I guess we shall see. Um, I'll definitely be getting it because it's Fallout, and I love Fallout even as disappointed as I was with New Vegas, but I'll just wait till December 21st. You better. I shall. Okay, um, next piece of news we have is Pearl 2 is delayed till April 18th. Now, what was the original date for that game? Um, was yeah, it this believe, month? No, I believe it was actually uh, February 15th, the same as uh, what Marvel vs. Capcom 3 has been set at. Now, we all know that Valve, like, is notorious as far as delaying games. I mean, look how long... We haven't heard jack shit as far as Half-Life 2 Episode 3 goes. Like, we haven't heard anything. So, but it's, it's not too much of a surprise for one of their games to be delayed. But, I mean, two months is not that bad. Especially that it's now that it's a full retail game. Does anyone know how long that game's supposed to be, uh, gameplay-wise? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think really... If they're going to make us pay, like, full retail price... The game's gonna be pretty long. Um, I haven't played um, Portal 2 myself, but I uh, Portal, the original one, myself. Uh, I've seen people play it and it looks very hard. Um, the puzzles they give you, the challenges. So I think you're gonna get a lot of um, bang for your buck. And right, much. and then as we all know, Portal. Well, for the most part, Portal was released on its own, but it also was released with uh, with the, the orange, orange box. box. Right, with Which the orange box. Good. Yeah, great. I mean, I, for all those who don't own the orange box. Really, go to GameStop, do yourself a favor, buy that game, or anywhere, if you can find or it. Or rent it on Gamefly.com. Right, but you can buy that game brand new for $20. Wait, wait, wait. That's, wait, I did, but I haven't played it yet. For Gamefly? What? 
Are you advertising Gamefly? Gamefly? You're like our I'm, Gamefly. I'm advertising. I'm on, I'm, on, I'm on pushing for Blockbuster. They suck. Alright. I'll um, push for Blockbuster. I do both. Alright, I'm gonna go ahead and start pushing for Game Crazy. Okay. <laughs> anyway. That. And, and, which is exactly why I'm pushing for. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so I'm I'm definitely excited about that game. I generally speaking, it's really hard for me to keep my eyes off the game. Like you know, when they're hyping it for like Gears Two, I watched pretty much every second of that game before it came out, before I even played it. But for Portal Two, I don't know. I'm really proud of myself. I been really hard on myself and not watching anything about that game. So I really don't. Whatever details are out there, other than Gabe Newell saying, I'm sorry, and it's going to be on PS3, I really don't know anything about that game. I love that part. I love when he came on stage. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. Taste it. How does it feel? You drunk a whole fucking... But anyways, <laughs> let's start out with a new segment with Josh, Movie Guru, Movie. We're going to start off with uh, some box office numbers here. Well, the weekend box offices from last week um, break down a little something like this. <laughs> ah, shit. I had the wrong one up. <laughs> All right. Megamind. Uh, Megamind brought in $29 million last week. Pretty impressive for being out a couple weeks. Um, Unstoppable brings in $22 million in its first week. And Due Date with $15 million in its second week. And now, have you seen any of those three movies, Josh? No, I have not. I do not get to the movies very often since I am unemployed. I can't right. really afford to be going to the movies every week. But I did get to see Harry Potter tonight. And that movie has already made $61 million just in its first day of release. And that's the news for this week. It is on its midnight release, it made $24 million, which is just fucking ridiculous. That breaks the record set by the last Harry Potter movie with $22 million. But, I mean, just from yesterday, um, Unstoppable and Megamind, uh, were the second and third, they brought in four and three million dollars respectively. So, if you figure that out, um, combined, those two movies will not make as much money as Harry Potter did in its first showing. So, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. How, how close does it follow the book? Oh, shit, you haven't read the book. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't read the book. That's, Damn. Uh, I, I don't. I don't read the books. That, that's that's what one thing with me and movies. I go into the movies fresh, knowing not knowing the books, so I get to interpret them as a movie, not as it movies, compares to the book. You're literate. That, you that's good to go in. No, that's that's actually good to go in not knowing what not knowing the universe before you go into seeing the actual movie. Uh, that's kind. That's actually that's actually good, especially for the mainstream movie. It gives you different experiences. Like, you can, like, notice, like, some winks, some nods that people give um, throughout the movie, TV show, like, in Walking Dead. There was, like, lots of winks. You're like, this guy's going to die later. You know this. Blah, blah, blah. You know, you know this guy's not coming back. 
if you read the book, you know, it gives those people. Uh, yeah. People die yeah, walking dead. Spoilers. I, I can understand that, but uh, I, I, being the movie fan that I am, I'd like to get the story from the movie, not from a book. Right. That he, in other words, you're, that's the medium you choose. But I mean, yes. It's hard, like, to answer your question, Ray. I don't, you haven't seen the movie, right? No, I haven't. Um, the book is far. I mean, if this was a real question, the movie follows the well, the part one of Harry Potter uh, definitely follows follows the book pretty close, perhaps a little too close at times. It gets a little boring. Josh, you know what I'm talking about when the forest, if you, um, when they're alone. It gets, yeah, it, gets, it, it it kind of drags a little bit, but it's not too bad. It's not too bad. I mean, in the book, it was like, oh my god, okay, they're they're bored, all right. Hermione misses Ron. Okay. Some guys come. All right. All right. Harry catches Ron masturbating. Oh, oh. All right. <laughs> Sometimes uh, there is a such thing as too much detail. And in the book, that was kind of a problem during that scene. But overall, especially that strange dance sequence in the movie, that was, yeah. a, little, that was a little, all right, you know, we're fighting for some time. You know, to add some I, time I like that, though. I really like that. I liked it, but it was like, to me, all it just screamed, you know, we're adding time to the, to the uh, movie. That's what it seemed like to me. I personally, for me, I don't like. It seems so strange. Like the <laughs> last, the last book was, the, or the sorry, the Deathly Hallows book is the only one I've ever read because I just couldn't really wait to to find out how it ends. But <laughs> I, I could not stand. Like, in the book, it's, but especially in the movie, it felt like it wasn't a Harry Potter movie for one major reason. And it was because there was Hogwarts. Well, I mean, later on in the book, they, there's Hogwarts that's featured. But in the first part of the movie, there's nothing. Hogwarts is not even, it's like barely mentioned, which I understand why. But, I mean, it's it almost feels like, it's almost feels like Die Hard without McLean. It's... It, Seems strange. I don't know. I can't. I couldn't deal with it. Yeah, I found it like yeah. I was really every time I'm exci- I'm excited when the Hogwarts Express comes up and they're on the train and like Malfoy and Harry like gets into fights. You won't see that in this movie. But Hogwarts. Yeah, don't, don't the next one for me because again I haven't read the book. Right. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Go, I'm not going into great detail. But um, yeah. I spoil it. I spoil it. <laughs> no. No, don't spoil it. I won't, especially for the listeners. Anyways, anyways, are we that that it for Harry Potter? Um, yeah. After this podcast, you're gonna spoil a movie for me. All right. You're not gonna spoil it for me. I'll go spoil it on the damn recording. (laughs) Okay. On the record, is that all for your segment? Uh, yeah, that's about all the news that I got for this week. What about predictions? Oh. Um, what is what is coming out? Oh. Kind of forgot about that part. It's new. Oh. Come on. Work with me here. Uh, the yeah. only releases uh, out this week are obviously the Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 1. And the next three days, which is something that I know very little about because I had very little interest in. Um, not a big fan of pretty much anything in there. So. I think as far as this week goes, predictions are pretty meaningless. All you have to know is that Harry Potter's going to fucking dominate. Yeah, it's going to have about 
twenty to one hundred fifty million dollars, probably somewhere around one thirty. Yeah, it's yeah, I'd say so Harry Potter is doing the job. Thirty raping everybody. Yes, what Harry Potter is doing. Okay. And the other, the other movies won't combine to make as much as Harry Potter did in its first hour. Yeah, that's that's it's sad, but I mean, I well sad but true. I guess I go with that. Well, like yeah. that, you, that should be expected because it's pulling another audience. Also, they pulling people that read the books in, you know, all those little kids, all those teenagers, all the people that grew up with the books, and also the people that love the movies. They already have like a established audience, right? That new movies, like they have people like, ah, okay, I'll go see it this week. See, see, Twilight yeah. can't handle that shit. Twilight can lick my ass. I hate Twilight. <laughs> Not the ass, the taint. Oh, man. Perennium. We got to keep listening to this. It's the parents' old damn fault if they're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, ask your permission, you know, your permission to download. Okay. So we are. Okay, on to our next new segment. Dead to Deep Comic Time. All right, I'm gonna start off with I'm gonna start off with comic book news. Um, Marvel has announced changes are coming to the Ultimate Universe. If you don't know what the Ultimate Universe, it's an alternate world where pretty much the Marvel heroes set in our time, but done in a different way. Um, they're killing off Spider-Man in that universe. Doesn't it um, restart their origin? Also, they have another origin. Yeah, they they. Yeah, like the Spider-Man in this universe um, follows closely to the movies than they did with um, than they did with the original Spider-Man. So this Spider-Man, he's a teenager, and you follow him from his ninth grade year all the way to his senior year in this Spider-Man universe. So pretty much in this Spider-Man universe, they're killing off Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Now, is that related to? Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Jesse, but is that related to? Because wasn't eventually didn't Spider-Man get so convoluted and there was I don't know what universe it was, but did they end up saying that Spider or Peter Parker for the, the as you know him for the first time was a clone, a one of many? Um, that happened in the Marvel universe. Yeah, that happened. Um, it's called the Clone Saga. Um, some crazy ass doctor takes Peter Parker's DNA and made multiple clones of Peter. So he, you have one that's called Ben Riley who became the Scarlet Spider-Man. You have one that's called Kane who seriously thinks he's the real Peter Parker, and the real Peter Parker is his clone. And then there was other ones that didn't actually quite make it through their cloning process. So basically, the moral of that story is: Will the real Peter Parker please stand up? Wait, wait, yeah. Kane the Hunter? Kane. That's Craven, dude. Craven. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> you didn't read Grim Hunt, dude? Nope. nope. 
pick up pick up the trade paperback. It will be out next year. Spider-Man: The Grim Hunt. That is one of the best written Marvel titles right now. I can say right now is actually good, and is written by Dan Slott, who written the um, Shattered Dimensions game. So, what, what is Scarlet Spider? Is that the weird red-looking one off that Shattered Dimensions game? Yeah. Yeah, that one looks pretty badass. It looks very strange, but it's still pretty badass. Yep. Um, back on the depth of Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man. It will start off in issue 153 in Ultimate Spider-Man, and it will continue through through Ultimate Avengers and New Ultimates, and it will all start. They haven't set a release, so pretty much, um, it will start at 153. Oh, it will ship. It will be shipped out this February, coming February. And at the helm of this story is Brian Michael Bendis, who writes Ultimate Spider-Man, and Mark Millar who created Kick-Ass. Man, that guy, I like, I really love that movie. That movie was cool. I mean, that is a good movie. That was another underrated movie this year. I can't, I can't believe no hardly anybody's seen that movie. And if people, seen, and if people seen the movie, who's the first person you, you, you probably always hear come out their mouth when it comes to Kick-Ass? Kick-Ass? Uh, hit, no, Hit-Girl. Hit-Girl. <laughs> Hit-Girl, yeah. Hit girl is like the first person that comes out of people's mouth, especially the little kid. Yeah, my niece is like three years old. She's she says that she's hit girl. So yeah, yes, my niece of three years old has seen a rated R movie. Yes, dude, I was <laughs> with one eye open. If she says she's hit girl, <laughs> yeah. Luckily, she doesn't carry weapons or knives. But as far as as far as kick ass goes, I mean to go quickly to the podcast real quick. It seemed like I think that movie didn't do too well because one, the title alone. I think Zach and Mary make a porno, kind of proves that the title of a movie can really hurt the movie itself. I'm glad they didn't change it as far as Kickass goes. I'm so glad they did not change. it. I want it to stay that way. But I bet that really hurt the movie. That see like I really fucked up if they changed it because it's Mark Millar's work and like everybody knows it for the comic book. Well, most of the people. I I think the reason why. Go ahead, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Um, I think the reason why it didn't do so well, um, one, it follows the book completely. The only thing they deviated from, I don't know why people complain about Nicolas Cage's costume, but they, um, he, um, Matthew Vaughn and his writer, who are also working on X-Men First Class, um, they follow so closely to the book you can get the book and look at the movie and shot for shot, it it matches it. Even even goes for the title, and I think that and the mothers, you gotta blame the parents. I well, think like, that's why, I think that's why the movie didn't do as well as people hoped for. Well, that plus it's rated R. I think that's a big yeah. that's a big deal too. Yeah, but right. that's what all comic book fans wanted. A comic book movie, um, a real comic book movie that has tons of violence, should be what is it? What it is? Like, I think Wolverine would have did a lot more better if he was if it was a rated R movie. But I already know it would probably fall in the same category like Kickass if well, you did a, uh, did a true Wolverine movie. Well, they changed some um, scenes in there, like you know, I think it yeah. more to his character how he like was cheering his daughter on while he was dying. Um, 
All right, my second bit of news before I move on to this week's releases and my pick for the week. Um, my second news, the Avengers will start filming this coming April to make it to go to make it um to be in time for their 2012 release. Desmond, I know you want to say it so well, bad. Go ahead and say it. Say what? Avengers assemble. No. <laughs> so wait, so wait, uh, Des. As far as that movie goes, to catch me at the speed, it goes what? Giant Man. The original Avengers lineup is Giant is Ant Man, Wasp, Iron Man, Hulk, and Thor. Okay, um, what, isn't it, what about Captain America? Captain America did not come. If I am right, anybody can correct me. That's listening. I know nobody yeah, yeah. here knows it. Captain America didn't come until issue 12 of the Avengers, and by that point, the Hulk left. Now, as far as we know, like, do you know for a fact what this movie, the whole plot? Because in the end, do we, don't we not know that pretty much Captain America is going to be leading the pack as far as the Avengers go, for the most part? Um, so far, right now, at what I can tell, the Avengers are going to start up where Captain America ended. So okay. Captain America, well, um, hopefully, if Joe Johnson does it right, Captain America ends when he falls into um, the Alaskan River. Freezes. And freezes. And the Avengers will kick up um, with um, Eskimos, find the big hunk of ice with Cap in it. Um, do they have it? But it'll probably, but it'll probably take some time before um, Nick Fury finds. Um, Captain America at some point in the movie, I'm assuming. Right. Well, the thing is about that movie, um, I'm super excited about that movie. I think that in the end, as far as Avengers goes, I mean, you, we know that you know Tony Stark is not going to be one going to be controlled or going to be led by anyone else. He definitely wants to be the leader. I think personally, I think the, the movie's podcast and IGN kind of chimed him, chimed him, chimed in on this, saying that Stark will go off and do his own thing, totally fuck up hard. And then he'll basically like learn his place, and you know Cap will take the take the reins and lead the team there. I'm I think Cap Chris Evans is going to be a great choice for that movie, or is a great choice. And I think he I think he does have the charisma to lead over uh, Downey Jr. But the thing is, though, I don't think nobody has never seen anything of Chris Evans him leading anything. Uh, cellular. Cellular. <laughs> it was just him by. That was a crap movie. <laughs> He was by himself. Down. He was by himself. Who is leading? Who is leading that movie? Um, not another teen movie. Shut up. Oh, oh, you came in off movies that uh, that that he was sucky in. The losers. Losers. He was being followed. He was following Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, but he was. Like, he didn't leading. tell nobody. He didn't tell nobody what to do, like Captain America. Right, but I mean, he was. Leading the pack of idiots. Yeah, pack of idiots. No, Jeffrey yeah. D. Morgan was leading the pack of idiots, but they was not idiots. All right, cellular pretty much just wins my argument, so there. No, it don't. It <laughs> don't. <laughs> not at all. Um, all I can say is about Captain America, I can't wait to see some actual footage of him acting like Cap. Desmond. Yeah. Yo, Desmond, do they have um, an actual villain yet? A definite villain? Like, I heard rumors that it might be the Hulk. So do, for, uh, uh, for the Avengers? Yes. 
Well, that's kind of how it goes in the comics, right? That they eventually, because, you know, Hulk goes mad, basically. You know, actually, in the original Avengers book, Loki made it appear the Hulk was bad. The Hulk was hiding out. He just made it appear like the Hulk was um, doing Rampage. Um, they didn't They didn't say specifically who the villain is. Josh Whedon is keeping the script hush. So far, we're getting speculations. Loki from Thor might be the villain. Um, but did they cast the Hulk, though? Yeah, Mark Ruffalo, which he looks like the most chillest, calmest dude ever. He <laughs> looks like... I can't picture him playing Banner, yet alone doing the CGI for the Hulk. Well, I mean, it's going to be Hulk all over again. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be everybody's Hulk all over again. Yeah. Well, except for when you look at Evernoid, you can look like you can look at him like I can picture him as a superhero, but what what but what superhero? Well, at the same time, like Ruffalo, I mean, in the end, Banner, he's a nerd. I mean, he doesn't really. It's not like he has any ability outside of the Hulk. So it's Ruffalo kind of seems, and at the same time, Mark Ruffalo, we haven't really seen him out of his shell, so to speak. I mean, maybe he doesn't have one, or he can't, he can't, <laughs> yeah. get, can't get to that point. But <laughs> uh, maybe, I don't know, uh, maybe not with this ensemble cast, but maybe we can see the other side of that coin. Maybe we can actually see Ruffalo come out of his shell, do some acting. That's not kind of the same dry, er, very calm. Yeah, Chick Lick as well. I think he's, he, I think he's great in a lot of his movies, but he just, he doesn't get that. Um, he doesn't get the work that lets him shine. I think yeah. pretty much the Avengers is going to put a test to all the actors involved, their abilities to work with one another. And the thing about the Avengers is that this has not been done done before. This has not been done before I, on the on the scale of the Avengers and how the continuity goes with each other, each other, um, the other movies, like yeah. Iron Man and obviously Captain America, and undoubtedly or undoubtedly uh, Thor. Because if you watch the credit after the credits on Iron Man two, you see his hammer. Yeah, I, I um I, I definitely had a nerdgasm episode. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh my god, this is the scene where Thor's hammer appears. Oh my god! I let my I let my brothers wait until the end to see that, and they was like, really? That's what the <laughs> fuck you made us sit here for? <laughs> and I was like, it's Thor's fucking hammer, dude! And I had everybody up in that movie laughing. But um, yeah, I, was, I think it's epic. But do you think that DC has to come up with an answer for them? Like with the Justice DC, DC did. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but DC did with Justice League of America, and George Miller was supposed to direct it. He already had people cast as the heroes, but the writers. But two things took um, took that movie down: the writers' strike at the time, and the, and Batman. A Dark Knight. Yeah, because. Batman was gaining steam with Christopher Christopher Nolan's Batman movies was gaining steam, so it wouldn't be right to have two different versions of Batman's on the big screen. That's true. And yeah. the writer strike also helped out with that also. And plus, Chris um, Christian Bale said he was not um, doing anything outside of his the bat the three Batman movies he's currently in. Mm. He said that. But the only person who said it was he who was up for it was um, Brenda Ralph was up for doing Superman again outside of Returns. You know what? I don't really I don't I don't hate Superman Returns. I know people a lot a lot of people just totally just crap on that movie. That movie's not 
bad. I'm not saying it's great or even good. But I I think I really like Brandon Routh as an actor. I loved him in um, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, he's good. He's a good villain. All of a sudden, when you look, when you actually look at him, he's a good villain when he wants to be. But it's going to be kind of sucky when you're not seeing him as um, Superman when they're going to recast him. Yeah, that's too bad. I I, I think he did a good job in that movie for what he was given. Yeah, I don't think he did a bad job. It's just I thought it was a bad premise for the entire thing. The the movie, they could have done so much better with it. But, again, I'm not a a huge Superman fan, so I'm really low on Superman. Uh, Then you ain't going to like my pick of the week after I say this. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say the, the new releases that that are coming um, that are coming soon. Batwoman issue zero from DC Comics, um, from Marvel, Astonishing Thor, issue one. Um, I forgot the publisher. I think it's IDW, but X Machina volume ten, term limits. Oh, that's Wildstorm. That's Wildstorm. Wildstorm. There, there, there we go. Thank you for correcting me. Um, from also from DC, the hardcover volume one of Green Lantern Omnibus. That is another, that's a definite must get for anybody who wants to learn anything about the Green Lantern movie. The Green Lantern himself before the movie. That's if anybody wants to. And, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish your thing. I'll ask this in a moment. Um, and my last. The last book that is releasing this pretty much the upcoming weeks is Vampirella issue one from Dynamite Comics. Those are the picks that are coming out, and my pick of the week is Superman Earth One, um, written by J. Michael Straczynski, with art done by Shane Davis. Um, this Superman book is done in our time. 2010, with a 21-year-old Superman just coming into being Superman. Um, the book is expertly, expertly given, wonderfully written. The art is great. Um, his suit is still the same, but it's more believable this time around. What do you call it now? This is this is Superman, not Superboy, right? Superman. Right, okay. Now, as far as Green Lantern goes, I'm sure at least all of us in here have seen that teaser. I think that's more of a trailer to me. But uh, I saw saw it again during the Harry Potter previews. Yeah. That movie and its characters, now, I don't know pretty much jack shit about the comics. Don't get me wrong. Just hear me out when I say this. A lot of the characters, including the CGI suit for Reynolds, a lot of it looks generic. Now, on... In light of that, I think I really, as far as like the like, I don't know what the guy's name is, the one where where Ryan or Reynolds or the Green Lantern gets uh, his ring for the first time, the guy that falls from space or whatever. Avin Sore. Right, like his his model, his CGI model, or well, I think it might be CGI. Him, <laughs> that huge fat slob blob thing, that's later on in the trailer. You know what that is, right, Des? They're standing in front of um. Hal Jordan, Brian Reynolds. Right, yeah, like for a brief moment. Um, with him turning his head to the side. Yeah, like a huge alien. Um, that's he's called Kilowog. He's right. The, uh, 
He's a he's like a drill a drill instructor teaching new lanterns how to use the ring properly. Now, see, a lot of that stuff, like it's it seems strange at first, and the, the CGI almost looks almost borderline bad, almost. But I um I'm gonna have to say this, Fran. I don't think they gave them t- the special effects crew time to finish cleaning up everything. Well, see, that's my point. Like, it has nothing... I'm not critiquing whether or not it's bad. Yeah. I actually like the style of the CG. Okay. Now, it's not like, you know, Avatar scale or anything like that. But, I mean, I love how that... Well, the guy that gives him the ring, whoever that is again. Auburn Sore. Right. I think the guy looks a little strange. It kind of has somewhat of a throwback to... Uh, what is it? Twilight Realm or whatever the fuck it is? What is it? Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone, there you go. Like, it has kind of a throwback to those old school, like, sci-fi shows and even weird shit on the sci-fi channel. I I actually, I'm really digging that movie so far. I think it's going to be great. But the thing is, though, that's how Aubin Sword looks in the books. Right. His skin, his skin tone and everything. Come to find out, the skin is as the actual actor. The suit right. itself is CG. Right, same thing with the Ryan Reynolds suit. Yeah, but the thing is, though, when you see Ryan Reynolds, he looks completely CG himself, head to toe. And that is off-putting, I'm going to have to actually say. I'm still not in favor of the CG suit, but until, I I guess I'm going to keep on saying this, until I I can actually sit down and watch the movie from start to finish, I can't pretty much say anything, but the movie looks good. He nailed down the character from what it looks like to me. Um, the characters, from what I see, are dead on from what I read in the books from the Green Lantern um, comics. I just really can't wait to um, actually get immersed in the movie more. Yeah, Brian, How do you guys- Brian Reynolds is really good with the rice-cracking, you know, um, rice-cracking characters. Like, he's going to play Deadpool in the next Deadpool movie. Yeah, he decided. I'm glad he decided to do Deadpool and not that crappy romantic comedy. <laughs> now, how, how long? When, when did that go official? I know he wanted to do it, and obviously he was dead, Deadpool in uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. Um, come to find out, they gave him an ultimatum. <laughs> that's, that's kind of a weird thing. DC, uh, Warner Brothers wants already greenlit Green Lantern two and three before this first one came out. They're going to start production on Green Lantern 2 sometime in the summer or in the fall of 2011. In this time frame, they gave Ryan Reynolds a choice to do one movie, um, which is R.I.P.D., or Deadpool and another one. Come to find out, he chose Deadpool. So which means Fox is putting Deadpool on the fast track, and they're currently right now looking for directors. Now, so when when is that going to hit release, Deadpool? Yeah, you know? Supposedly, they want to get Deadpool released by 2012, which means there's going to be a lot of comic book movies coming out that year. And I think that, and that's a bad idea. I think they should um, hold on for Deadpool for another year and let that come out in 2013. So what do you, what do you think about, um, this is the strange thing about Reynolds. He definitely knows his shit is when it comes to comics. He knows what he's doing. He knows, like, you know, he knows that Deadpool is actually a fucking merc with a mouth, unlike X-Men Origins. Yeah. But um, it seems like, it seems a little daunting 
that he's playing Grey Lantern. He's obviously, well, I mean, likely if everything goes according to plan, he's going to play uh, Deadpool again. He's been in uh, Blade Trinity. I don't know, I forgot the character's name. Hannibal King. Right. Now, does it seem like too a little too much for one actor? Now, I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm not saying he doesn't have the chops. But imagine if, you know, um, Hugh Jackman was playing Wolverine, and then he was playing this other comic book character in this other movie. And then he was... It seems like you lose the how much of an icon whatever for whatever character he's playing. Um, yeah, I'm doing I don't, it also. Um, the same thing. But, but here's the here's the difference between Deadpool and Green Lantern. For Deadpool, you're never gonna see Ryan Reynolds' face. Probably for like some brief moments and if you do see his face, it's too he's gonna be too scarred up to actually be recognizable. But on top of that, isn't Deadpool known for all his plastic surgery and his altering his face? Um, Deadpool, he, um, he's not a mutant like everyone else. Um, he has cancer. He went to the Weapon X facility to get it cured. They injected him with Wolverine's rapid healing regenerative abilities. It cured his cancer, but it accelerated his cancer, so all the tumors came up under his face. His face is recognizable, but it looked like he looked like a burn victim. Right. So, and it also affected with his head. So he's more crazy and homicidal, but a functioning crazy homicidal merc with a mouth. So at a flip in a minute, if you ate his last Cheeto, he's going to stab you in your leg and then leave you alone. And then talk to the riders and say, you know, all that kind of crap. Yeah, and then talk, go over to the screen and, like, turn his face towards the audience and start talking shit. Yeah, breaking, breaking down that fourth wall. Yeah, that's, yeah like, I can't, I can't wait to see that happening. I can't wait to see that happen, him breaking the fourth wall in the movie. Yeah, that, that's only, the power only, is breaking the fourth wall. Like, only Furious, only thought I saw, what, Furious Bueller do that? Oh, yeah. And that was, like, the only thing he, whoever did that. So it would be kind of cool to see a comic book. I can't call him a superhero. But somebody like him to do that, because that's gonna it's gonna be uh, funny and off-putting, especially him cursing out the audience. Well, we'll, we'll see. see. I got a couple okay. years. Yep. Okay. Is that is that it for the comic um, comic corner, Desmond? Well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I I do. Sorry. Well, actually, you know what? We'll save this for after the podcast. Never mind. <laughs> Damn it, Benny. Um, okay. It's going. And the people won't, people will never know what we're talking about. <laughs> I'll, give them, I'll give them a little preview. Well, I'll give, I'll give them a little taste. It has to do with, uh, Swamp Thing. Dun, dun, dun. Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Yep. Okay, yep, um, exactly. now on to the listener mail. This one's from Memegasm. With the recent Again. release, with the re- recent release of the latest Harry Potter film, I want to know what's your favorite Harry Potter character, Benny. I would have to say either Sirius Black. I mean, you gotta love Gary Oldman. Well, for most of his movies, uh, I really love that character. There's someone else I'm fucking missing. I know it. 
This is Alan Rickman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Rickman does a fantastic job as Snape. I'm yeah, Hans Gruber. Don't forget Hans Gruber. You know, I'd say, I'd say in the end, if I had, it would be a tie between Sirius and um, Michael Gambon's Dumbledore. Really good, really good acting. Yeah. Um, I'm a pretty big fan of Hermione. I um, knew it. Who is it? Yeah, well, have you seen her? I'm sorry, we're, we're geeks. Come on, yeah, and she is pretty amazingly beautiful. And she grew up. Yeah, she grew up, that's for sure. And legal. Yeah. <laughs> Emma Watson, yeah. watch out. Well, watch out. Yeah, well, she, she goes to school at Brown University. You know, that's Providence. That's about uh, an hour's drive for me. Uh-oh. So. <laughs> Uh-oh. Do we have to email her on rapist alert? Uh, I, I think she's safe for now. Uh, okay. That's the, yeah. that's the one where you really hone in the skill. You would just be like, okay. She's the one that got away, really? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I, I go with Hermione. And I also really like Luna. For She's just completely spaced. And I like it. It's it's hilarious. Okay, Desmond. Silence. Huh? Uh, the Weasley brothers. Twins? Yeah. Yeah. They both, they both are me in some form of way. That's how, that's how I can, that's why I like them so much. I like tormenting my brothers when I, when I get a chance to. And I can yeah. be, ser- and I can be serious when I want to be also. Which I've noticed they are doing in Deathly Hollows. They're being serious when they have to be, and they can also joke around when they want to. Yeah, that, they did that. They weren't on screen for much, but they, I, it was hilarious. I loved it. The whole and, third was cracking up. And most of the pranks they pulled, well, actual pranks that we can actually do. I I I, I kind of say I did that when I when I when I went camping, when I like to torment kids when I was a counselor. So, Whitley Brothers are my favorite characters. Yeah. Um. Well, mine is Snape. Um. His story is amazing. Once you like read the book or like complete the whole movie, I like watch. Spoilers. I'm not spoiling it. I'm like. Okay. Um, you would think of the character differently. That's like the only spoiler I'm gonna give. Like, oh god, that's such a huge spoiler. <laughs> you would think of him differently. You will like rethink all of his actions. Um, like he did. That's a huge spoiler. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tell, that's. Well, maybe not. Well, we'll you'll find out, listeners, whenever you fucking want to go kill yeah, him. I, I like. I like. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I really like to read on, I, I don't know, um, the Weasley brothers, the twins, Fred and George. I like them, like um, Desmond. Copycat. Um, but, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I can't say anything more else about them. I, really, I, I felt bad for them once the um, last book ended. That's all I'm going to say. One of Oh, God. Spoiler. Just for the record, listeners, Des does not know what he's talking about, so take that with a grain of salt. Yes, I do. I read the book, but I didn't see the movie. <laughs> okay, and I, and I was there the night at Borders. So you in Los Angeles. So you had spoiled it. Yelling out who died and who lived. You just happy that you just spoiled it for some people, Desmond? I just said one. I just said one. Mean doesn't probably doesn't know. 
I didn't say Beam has red blood. Do you really do you really want me to drop the bomb on who dies? You just no. we're gonna move on. <laughs> just move on, Ray, please. I am itching to say it. Man, okay, okay, I know we're the bomb podcast. You have to drop that bomb, okay? Um, <laughs> the next um, one is by Chris Scott um, from the Preparation Chain Show. He said he asks, "With the biggest game releases mostly behind us, what were your biggest surprises of the year?" Josh, um, um, my biggest surprise was how much I love Dead Rising Two. Um, I like the first game. And I was pretty anxious for the second, but as far as I'm concerned, Dead Rising 2 was the second best game of the year, um, behind Mass Effect 2, of course. And also, Enslaved, I really enjoyed the game. I thought, um, before it came out, I thought it had the potential to be um, this year's Borderlands. And while it wasn't that good, well, not even close to that good, but it's, I still had plenty of fun with the game. And... If it wasn't so short, then it probably could be on that level with me anyway. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I really did. Okay, Desmond. Um, it was going to be shocked to my PlayStation Network fans, but Fable 3 is fun. I can't, I, I'm, I'm literally having fun on Fable 3. Um, I thought I was going to dislike it. Um, the only thing I do dislike is the combat system. And what my brother's telling me between two and um and this one, I really don't care about two. Am I gonna I'm probably not gonna buy two, but Fable three is actually good. I'm I'm actually having fun. Um I'm I think I said this before in a past podcast, but I like how um Lionhead Studios made all their characters seem so almost so real as to what they do on the street how they interact with one another and how they interact when you come up to them or they come up to you. Like, you very rarely see that in any other games. And I, um, I think they did that a little bit, not too much, but a little bit better than Rockstar. Huh. That's an achievement. So, um, I'm actually, um, I'm at, right now I'm actually having fun. Um, so, Fable 3 is, um, surprised me on the Xbox 360. It surprised me. Wow. Um, Vinny, have you thought of yours yet? Yeah. Um, I would say my biggest surprise, I, w- I guess I wasn't too surprised. I mean, I have to kind of second what Josh was saying. It's, it's with, uh, Enslaved. I hate to finish it, but I mean, the game was really fun. It kind of takes you back like, to the old days where games didn't have to, like, game where I talked about this, I think, on the last, last podcast or the first one. The games aren't generally fun anymore. Like, they're just where you just pick them, pick them up and you kind of almost blindly and mindlessly play, where it's just fun. It's kind of like playing the original Mario Bros. It, all it is is fun. There's no complicated, there's no thrill. It's just flat out fun. And that's what Enslaved was to me. But anyways, as far as my answer to be more unique, I would say that Connect was definitely a big surprise for me. I know that it was announced last year and it's, it's out now. I think what I've been hearing lately with um, Gears of War possibly on coming out Connect, Still Battalion, a few uh, other Japanese games like Haunt and uh, another one I'm forgetting. I'm actually kind of surprised at just how how much potential Connect really has. And 
I cannot wait until this time next year until we actually see where it is. Because this time next year, theoretically, Gears will probably be out. And all these other great games and other games that, gems that haven't been announced yet, including E3 next year, I would say a big milestone for gaming, whether you like it or not, I think uh, Connect is that exactly, I would say. Nice. Um, my surprise for me was Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. I just picked it up um, yesterday, and it's like it surprised me. It like surprised my socks off. You should say. Um, the, I just thought it was going to be really stupid. Like it, it takes place, you know, in Italy again, the same place, the Renaissance area uh, era. Um, and like um, yeah, I just thought it was going to be like a tacked on multiplayer. The multiplayer is going to be weak. The story is going to be weak, but actually it's pretty, pretty well done. Um, the story continues right off from where you left off, left off from Assassin's Creed 2. Um, and the multiplayer, oh my goodness, is so fun. It's not tight on at all. It's very, it's, it's simplistic and yet complicated at the same time because you have perks, you have, um, you have different classes, different people you can pick, different, um, stuff you can hit with, different things you can kill people with. Um, it's just like a cat and mouse system, you know. They have like three different modes. They got like wanted where you hunt down like six other people while they hunt you down. So you try to be inconspicuous while they try to um, kill you too. Um, you got um, manhunt where you have two other teams. Where you have two teams. Y'all, um, one team looks the same, the other team looks the same, and you hunt the other team down while the other team tries to hide from you. And like um, the second round. The um, other team hunts you down while you hide. Um, there's another one called um, I forgot what it was called, but the basis of it is like there's um, three teams of two, and y'all all hunt down each other. Like um, team A hunts down B, B hunts down C, and C hunts down A. So like you're always getting hunted while you hunt somebody else down. Um, I really enjoyed that. That really really surprised me. I really love the multiplayer for that. Okay, that was mine. Um, the next question is by Dexter23, Jack. He asks, if you could step in on the development of an existing game and work on it on some shape or form, which title would you work on? Benny? Um, I talked about this, I think, on our first or second podcast. I would love to jump on whatever Respawn Studios is working on. I don't, I don't know what they're working on. I don't, to be honest, I'm not even sure if they're, they know what they're working on. I'm sure it's going to be a first-person shooter, especially just given their criteria of game that they've made. I think whether or not you use Connect, there's a really, there's a hidden gem within a first-person shooter. If you make it correctly, um, first-person shooters kind of seem like they're just, okay, you know, up, down, left, right. There's not much... Killzone got close to it as far as you feel feeling like you um, are the guy, you know, you jump down, you know, you just feel like there's a weight to your character. I feel like something like that should be incorporated much more to a first-person shooter where it seems like, I don't know, more natural, not so, you know, X-plane and Y-plane. I'm not sure exactly. Whatever, whatever they are working on, I would love, because I know at, at TGS, or at, I think it was TGS last year, they were actually literally asking people, do you have any ideas for a new game? Like, you know, the press. They were literally asking them that. And I, if I had given that opportunity, I completely would have suggested that. 
So respawn for me. <laughs> Josh, what about you? Uh, for me, it would be Bethesda. Um, for a while, I've just been tr- wanting to know what they are developing themselves in-house. Because as far as I know, nothing's been said about what they're working on since Fallout 3. I mean, they've had other games released, they've had other things in development that they're producing, but or that they're publishing, but not what they're developing. So I'm hoping that it's a new Elder Scrolls game, and I'd like to have my input on that, because while I loved Oblivion, um, there were things towards the end where I just wanted, wanted it to end. I was at the point where I wasn't even fighting enemies anymore, so I'd like to have some input on that and try and figure out ways to get around that. Oh. I'm not just running through levels, not killing anything, because I don't want to waste the time just hacking away. Maybe you, you could help them stop making broken games. That, too. But that that's more falls on Obsidian for New Vegas. Well, I mean, to be fair, Bethesda, I mean, look, you take one look at Morrowind and even Oblivion, those games weren't terribly polished. Yeah. Great, but not very polished. Yeah. <laughs> And then and they, they did use, do the polish. They did use the Fallout 3 engine. Yeah. And they're still using... They've been, they use it for Oblivion, they use it for Fallout 3, and then now they're using it on New Vegas. It's getting a little old, but it also works to an extent. It's just like I said, even... In, I ran into the same problem with New Vegas, even though it was Obsidian who developed it, is just by the end of it, you're just hacking away at enemies or shooting them and just endlessly you don't want to do it anymore by the end of the game. That's a long game, too. You you just you want to get the story done without having to kill anything, and that's not good for a video game, especially like that. But I didn't have that problem with Fallout 3. Okay. Um, Desmond, what about you? Um, I will want to work for Rocksteady. Um, after playing Arkham Asylum and hearing about Arkham Asylum 2, and also if you go to YouTube, type in Rockstar's unreleased Superman game. They went to this. They was working on this before Arkham Asylum, and their Superman game looked it dead on, like it was going to be trumped any other Superman game that ever came out before. Oh, uh, that's not that hard to do, Des. It is going to be hard because Returns was bad. We all know about the infamous Superman game on the 64. Well, I'm saying it's not going to be that hard to top shitty Superman games. But, Benny, Superman 64 was your favorite. (laughs) Well, yeah. It was all of our favorites. I stopped doing drugs the day before yesterday, so (laughs) now I'm saying. (laughs) But um, after seeing um, Arkham City... Um, their screens. I would love to work on their multi. Um, they kept the same multiplayer, and I would love to work on their multiplayer. Ooh. I have like some great ideas to incorporate with Robin and Catwoman on how to use them, um, where to use them, and use them for like maybe solo missions or DLCs for them. Wait, Cat- I have so many. Wait, Wait Catwoman's going supposedly. Supposedly Catwoman is going to be a playable character. So is Robin. 
Wait, they, Robin was confirmed. Robin has been confirmed as a character as a wow. as a character in the game. But the thing is, though, they didn't say in what capacity Catwoman and Robin going to be used. So is, so is is co-op or multiplayer confirmed at all? I think co-op. Not even that. I, I thought co-op. And all they said, they, Cat- so far they so far they said Catwoman might be might be controlled by the computer by the AI. But they also talked about multiplayer and co-op. So, so pretty much we don't know what they're going to do on that point. And I guess we have to wait until they get close to their release or E3 2011 for any of that. So Rock City would be the company I would work for because, I mean, so far they did an awesome job on Arkham Asylum. It looks like they was gonna, they're going to do great on Arkham City. Um, so, yeah. Okay, um, for, for me, um, I like any studio, but, like, I would like to work under one of Sony Studios. Like, um, I would be happy to work for um, Soka Punch, based here in Seattle. Also, um, um, Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. I would love to work for Naughty Dog. Um, I just love what they do. Uncharted. I would love to work on Uncharted 3. Um I just I don't know what I'd do for them. I would like to be probably like an artist for them, even though, you know, they have enough artists and everything that they do is ultra beautiful. Um I just like the gameplay ultra. ultra beautiful. I like to use ultra a lot to describe things. Um but yeah, the game the game is amazing. I'm excited for Uncharted Three. Nothing's been announced for Uncharted Three, but we know that they're making it. We know, Naughty Dog, we know. We don't know that, Ray. <laughs> it's only like a freaking multi-million uh, unit seller, so it's not guaranteed. Even though, I mean, Amy Hennig, obviously that game's coming out, but Amy Hennig basically said, yeah, we're working on it. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm ultra excited for that game. Um, I love the characters, the voice actors. I would love to like work with, work with the people. They seem like a close-knit family. Um, they go play basketball games for each other, you know, eat out and everything. Um, you know, they have competitions. Um, they actually let you look inside the studio on the Uncharted special features. You have to buy it, but it's well worth it seeing how they make it. And it really close to the, um, peop- um, the fans, you know, they, um, hosted, they hosted tournaments down in, um, select cities like Seattle, Cali. Well, somewhere in Cali, but, um, and other places. But yeah, I love them, and that was that's it for the questions. That's all the questions we have. So um, I guess that's the end of the podcast. Does do anybody have any closing comments before we disappear? Maybe next time, meme. Maybe next time for what? Meme guest. Join us. Oh, to join us? Yeah, sure. Maybe. That'd be awesome. I think we do. We, we all love me. We do. We still have one week until our super secret guest, right? Our super ultra secret guest that will blow your mind, that will make you go crazy, and like, um, slap your mom or something like that. And it's not just Kachobot. Mm-hmm. but it's practically that. But we still gonna reach for her. We still gonna reach for her, Desmond. Don't get close. Yes. It will never happen. 
We'll see. We'll see. Isn't it ultra depressed after he asked um, Jessica still about to be on? <laughs> you did <he> respond. <laughs> uh, well, if we're going to give Meme a shout out, maybe we should give her podcast a shout out too, because and Jay reporting. Yeah, Jayla and Sam. Can't forget about Sam. She's awesome. Um, they're supposed to be recording this weekend, so hopefully that'll get up too. Okay, since we're giving shout outs to podcasts, um, here's the shout outs I got for some podcasts. T-Bag Radio, Perfectly Staying Show, Gova, Game Over Podcast, um, Duke Duke Katears. Yes, Duke Katears. Even though they probably don't listen to our podcast, and it's cool. We love y'all. We still, we still have love for y'all. We have the heart for y'all. We yes, have and- space in the heart. So, we love y'all. So And, and me, me, Gayla, and Sam, they're the Insomnia Girls. That's the name of their podcast. Isn't it Club Insomnia? Yeah, they they call themselves Insomnia Girls. The podcast name is Club Insomnia. I always get those confused. And if you don't know why they call that, because they're up all night. Yes. We've been keeping them up all night. Hmm. Which we can rectify that. Yeah. Those of us who are single. Those, who does, those of us who are single. Ben is not single. Yeah, I think we learned that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Okay. Uh, oh, shout out to Breakboard Beanie. Jill. Do you know something to her? Like, sorry for, like, ditching her for the podcast? That you have, like, a uh, abilities to do? You know? Yeah, I was at school since 8 this morning till 4.30. Okay, Um, I guess that's the podcast. Thank you for listening, and check us out next week. Peace out. Later, guys.